The following audio is from Life Centre Church. For more information, please visit lifecentrechurch.com.au. We have been in a, in a series for a few weeks called Bible It, so we sent you guys uh, basically like an open forum just like to ask any questions that you have. So what we decided to do is that we'd kind of break down these uh, particular questions that came in through and we'd put them into sort of major categories. A number of questions came through around parenting. Um, questions around discipline and uh, how, like how do you engage your children with law-based parenting versus grace-based parenting? Uh, what's okay in terms of smacking or raising a voice? Um, and so there was a whole range of uh, questions. I'm going to read from the book of Deuteronomy. If you have, please turn there. Uh, down to 9 and then from verse 20 to 25. Uh, it, it'll come up on the screen. It says this, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets before your eyes. You shall them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. And then if we move to verse 20, it says this, it says, and when your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there, that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all the commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. So Deuteronomy 6 uh, has been a, a really impactful verse and, and a chapter for, for Carly and I. Um, I think in there we see a couple of things that I think are helpful. Okay? The question I want to ask is, what is the actual calling of a parent? Uh, often as I talk to parents, you know, sometimes a, a parent believes that the calling is just to create a civilized human being who can engage in... <laughs> in culture and society and, and be at somewhat of a contribution. That's, that's not a bad goal, that's not a bad uh, approach, but I think as Christians, for those of us in the room who are Christians, I think God is calling us to something that is bigger than just providing functional human beings that can function in society well. I'm going to suggest, and you can write this down if you wish, uh, I believe the call of a parent is to disciple our own and our child's heart to know Love and follow the Lord. The calling of a parent is to disciple our own and our child's heart to know, love and follow the Lord. Often in parenting, we think primarily about the child. And often we forget how important our own soul is, our own heart as parents. 
So you see this in the beginning of this call. Before he tells the parents to teach the children, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In other words, Hey, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In other words, Hey, adults, hey, parents, before you even think about parenting, make sure Christ is your God. Make sure he is the one whom you love. Make sure he is the one that you trust and follow. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. If God has given us children as gifts, and that's what they are, just so you know, for those of you who are parents, your children do not belong to you. They belong to God, and God has chosen you to be his instruments, his tools to guide those parents. That's really important to know because there's a sense in which sometimes I feel like my kids belong to me and I treat them as such. That you're mine. It's like, no, they're not. They're God's and God has stewarded them through Carly and I to be their parents. And so if there is anything I'm going to give my kids, if there's any way in which I'm going to shape their heart, the most important thing is that Carly and I's heart are shaped, sharpened. Grow in love for Jesus. In fact, I would say because we are a a married couple, we've got two parents in our home, one of the most important things is not just loving God, but loving each other. Last night we went out for for dinner with a a bunch of the leadership team and Maddie was excited because she thought we're going on a date night and then when we said what it was, she was disappointed. Like, oh, other people are going to be there. The value of our own individual relationship with Jesus, that they see us grow in our knowledge of God. They see us growing in our love of God. They see us going and surrendering our lives and following Jesus and making decisions that are hard sometimes because God calls us to do this. We do it. We're we're called to not only look after our own hearts, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, but also the text tells us that we're to shape and, and to teach our children. So verse 6 says, And these words are command to you today. They shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. This is a great encouragement, but very hard to do. Your work as a parent is of extreme value because God has designed that you would be the primary, consistent, faithful tool in the Redeemer's hands to teach your children about God. Right now we've got kids in creche. Right now we've got kids in life kids, and they are are learning things. They're in environments. But listen, the primary place for, for children to learn about God is in the home with mum, with dad, learning about God. Who is God? What is he like? And so it, uh, it leads us to ask a whole lot of questions about how do we teach our kids about God? And so I've got a couple things that I think uh, we try to do, we fail to do, but could be helpful for you. The first one is really simple. Get them to church. It's one of the most underrated things about uh, raising children. Get them here all the time, as often as you can. Because in here, they don't just see you, they see everybody else. They get a community of people seeking to follow Jesus. Um, Just recently, I took my son down to the Gospel Coalition Conference uh, in Melbourne. He came and joined me down there. And so Gary was down there, came and said good day to us. And I can tell you, I've been so grateful to have different men and women in this church who've given my children time, have impacted their lives by just talking to them sitting at a table and eating with them at Life Group, and my children feeling included as the part of the family. 
So if you have kids, this is under, underestimated. Just come to church. Get them there. Get them involved. Just go to life group. Pray regularly. We, we try and cultivate that early. So even if you've got a little baby, uh, something we, we've tried to do is just pray all the time. So when they're little and they have no ability to converse with me, I'm praying for them. I'm praying for their salvation. I'm praying that God would open their eyes to see him. I'm praying for God to build a like just So one way you teach your kids is they listen to how you talk to God, how you talk about God. You can try to do family devotions. Anybody here tried to do family devotions at the dinner table? Yeah, it's, it's so fun. They love it. They're all engaged, particularly when you've got the engaged and you just find this perfect little moment and it's, it's every single time at the dinner table. It's wonderful. If you read the Bible, the story of the Bible is God the Father wanting to be present with his kids. We live in a culture which is basically pushing against any type of boundary, any type of rule. It's like if there's any restriction, it, it, it takes away my freedom. The Bible would say, no, the ultimately free person is someone who knows the boundaries, the right restrictions that are according to their design, and they live freely in those. The example often that I'll use is the idea of a fish, that it doesn't matter how much a fish wants to be on land, I don't, I don't like the boundaries of the water, if the fish gets out of the water and goes onto land, it will die. For a fish to truly be free, it needs to live within the organized and designed boundaries set for that fish to enjoy its ultimate life. And so true with us. As um, the, the Bible says this in Hebrews 12. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addressed the Son? Regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when approved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. The opposite is true. That if you don't set boundaries for your kids, they will be set up to never know, never understand God, that God has boundaries and rules. God says, live here, stay here. This is good. Particular children in their particular age and stage, smacking is like the last resort for us. We want to do other things before. There were times where we felt we had knockout. That was kind of the thing. It was like, what can I find? What can I find? Okay, and you're like, Bleh. my parents, their generation were prayerful. I think you need to be thoughtful. I think you need to not be ignorant. You should read. And then lastly, I think we need the gospel. Noticed in verse 20, where he said, teach them, teach them the law, teach them these ways. But then it says, and one day when your son comes and asks you, why do we follow these things? Notice what he gives them. Gives them the gospel. Gives them the redemptive narrative. I, I love this. It says, When your son asks in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and statutes and the rules that the Lord God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, well, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders and great and grievous against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always that we might preserve us alive as we are this day. What, what he's saying is this, the law is really, really important. Boundaries are really, really important. But don't expect the law to do what only the gospel can do. This is massively important. The law in the Bible, it tells us it is good, but it is limited. 
Only the gospel that a heart and change the mind. So if all we do is give boundaries to our kids, we're not actually fueling them to live a certain way. And whatever fuels your kid's heart will determine their behavior. And so there's a way in which we need to not only set boundaries, we need to teach our kids why. Have those conversations. Paul Tripp has this great quote. He said to him about a loving redeemer who not only created him but shed his blood for him so that he could know and do what is right. When your child wonders about what is right and what is wrong, don't just threaten him with the law of God. Woo him with the sweet music of the grace of God. When she is struggling with what God says is right, don't talk uh, as God as just a judge, but as a helper and a friend who meets us in our weakness and forgiveness and wisdom and strength. Blow your child away with God's patience and mercy and love. Talk again and again about how willingly, uh, how he willingly exercises his power for our help, our benefit, our rescue. Go beyond enforcing your authority and point to his authority and go beyond pointing to his authority to pointing your children to his grace. I think this has been one of the most important things for us as we are learning to, to grow in our parenting is to how do we apply the gospel to their hearts and to each little situation? And so this may seem a little bit harsh, but early in their years, we would actually talk to them about the sinfulness of their heart. And we would have that open conversation so that they knew it's not just a problem that's somewhere out there. The actual threat is somewhere in here, and they need the help of Jesus. Let me just finish with this. I think this is one of the most important things with parenting, and I said it near the beginning. We need the grace and mercy of God. God has given us a huge task, a task that we are not capable to fulfill on our own. Uh, we don't know um, our limitations until we get kids and we're like, man, I'm trying to teach them this and they just won't do that. And so we're trying. As Christians, we realize we need the gospel. We need the grace and mercy of God. And so if there's anything that I can give you today, it's get on your hands and knees and ask the good parent, the great parent, the perfect parent, to give you the help you need to parent. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Life Centre Church located in North Lakes. We exist to make, mature and multiply disciples in communities that depend upon, declare and display the gospel of Jesus Christ in all of life. If you would like more information about us, please visit lifecentrechurch.com.au. We provide our podcasts free of charge. Please feel free to download the content and share it with others. But please do not edit or alter the content in any way without the written permission from the leadership of LCC.